0: Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right, this is not your grandfather's podcast and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Papleides and thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. I am so psyched to be here. I want to say Happy New Year again to everyone. If you missed last week's episode because you were still celebrating the new year, welcome to 2018. Let's make it great, let's have fun, and let's do some really interesting things together. And thank you to the people who have signed up to be among the first in the Attorney Marketing Institute Academy. There's uh, building up the second course in there. We got the goal setting course and we got social media building up how to really make your organic social media optimized, how to make it nice and simple, professional and conversion focused. These aren't real sophisticated things. These are things you can do to have an awesome social media, awesome and active social media presence. In fact, most of the stuff, if you look at my social media accounts, Twitter at Nick Pavlidis and Facebook at attorney marketing Institute and, uh, and, my LinkedIn profile and stuff like that. It's pretty much the stuff that I do. I do a little less on mine in some places and I do a little more on mine in other places, sometimes just to make a point, like my, my Facebook group for not group, my Facebook um, profile page, for Attorney Marketing Institute has extra stuff there, like stuff that I, I encourage people not to do, just so I can show, look, there are seven places where you can ask people to come over to your website. Here are the seven, and this is what it looks like. I have all seven of them there, and I don't generally have people do all seven, but anyhow, so. I want you to I wanted to thank you. I want to say thank you for the people who have gotten in and make make sure if you do, you use the coupon code podcast because it's four ninety seven a month to be there. You get access to all the courses as I build them up there. Um, and, you, as long as you're a member, you'll have access to all the, co- the courses and everything like that. And if you use the, the coupon code podcast, you save $250 a month for as long as you're active. So that means more than 50%. That means only $247 a month. And you have access to all my courses. These are all premium courses. These are all, they're not a bunch of sizzle. There aren't a bunch of flashy graphics and stuff like that. But the content is there to help you use the least amount of time to get the most amount of impact in a way that's simple, that anyone can do. Not sufficient sophisticated technology stuff and even some of the stuff that's a little bit sort of descriptive i have a screen recording of my screen me doing it me pointing things out so you can see totally totally uh it's it's built for you so if you do want to head over there go to attorney slash academy make sure you use that code podcast there's only a hundred of those available so the first hundred people will get there and obviously there aren't a hundred left but there are plenty left you don't have to it's not one of, please don't think of this as i gotta rush and do it now i want you to do it when the time is right. It's two forty-seven a month if you use it. Uh, Four ninety-seven a month if they're if they're gone. So anyhow, thank you to the people who have taken action. I am building up, ready to upload uh, some more videos in the second course and start the third course in there. So uh, you'll have to head over there to check it out to learn more. Today I'm talking about something that is really, really important, really important because it's one of the things that can unlock explosive direction, explosive momentum in a law practice, and that's writing a book. I'm so biased on this topic because when I started uh, transitioning out of the practice of law, I started two businesses. Number one was the uh, the Attorney Marketing Institute. Number two is authority ghostwriting. And this is where I help business people across industries. This isn't just lawyers, and I have a team, so it's we really. So we help business people. We take care of the content so you can grow your business. So we build your content, you build your business, and one of the most effective ways of doing that, for lawyers for other people for other professionals but really for lawyers too is through a book and here's why because it works just like everything I do on multiple levels when i teach you something when i talk about something like email marketing for example a lot of people will say i don't want to do net, i don't want to do email marketing because i don't want to be sending emails collecting email addresses works on so many different levels especially for consumer Uh, focused practices because you can use your email addresses that you collect for your newsletter and then sync it with Facebook. And Facebook will allow you to send ads to the people who who have used the same email addresses to sign up for your newsletter as to sign up for their Facebook account. And there's a lot of overlap for that type of behavior. So you're able to build relationships with them and send advertisements, send celebrations boost posts and stuff like that to those people so email is not just for email just like a book is not just for book so if you are building a book for your practice it allows you to do three things number one it allows you to become an authority on your terms you don't even today you can self-publish you can publish with a publisher but you can self-publish which means you don't need anybody's permission become an authority you can do it yourself you write a book you do it well you do it with your prospects influencers and gatekeepers in mind you do it with a plan and you do it professionally and conversationally you write it conversationally especially if you're looking to connect with real people instead of trying to write this you want people to to look through it and say this is an interesting person I can connect with them you can build relationships but the book you don't need permission anymore you do it well and you can become an instant authority because you're the person who literally wrote the book on that and that means a number of things it although you don't need permission anymore it still takes knowledge or research or both to be able to come up with enough content to fill a book or at least that's what people think and i don't mean that in a manipulative way because the way i work with clients in authority ghostwriting is I simplify it. I t- We build your book. We don't write your book. We build your book. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the building process so you can get started and do it yourself right away in a way that leads you where you want to go. So number one, it allows you to, on your own terms, become an authority, a thought leader in an area that you want to go. So... If you want to transform, transition, move your practice, grow your practice into a different area, if you want to shift from real estate transactions from for restaurants to real estate transactions for uh, I don't know the entertainment industry, I use that example a lot. Then you can do that. You can write a book, you know, how to get the best real estate deal for your entertainment company or whatever entertainment. Well, you know, for your music company, how to get affordable studio space, or whatever it is that you want to do, and that's a blog post type of title, but uh, it's a general topic, is what I'm saying. So, real estate for the blah blah blah. So you could totally write your way into a different area of practice or industry, or whatever you want to do. You write your way into it. A lot of people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars going into law school only to take the best or perhaps only job offer they had out of law school. And then their next job offer is the next job they have is the best job they could find on the market because of who was hiring. They take Or And a lot of people even start their practice because they can't find a good enough job. And then they start their practice based on what they've already done, not where they want to go. And they just get miserable. So the book is a way for you to, especially if you're in private practice, even if you're at a firm and you want to attract different clients, it's a way for you to write your own ticket. You're literally writing your own way to something different because you're writing the book is going to give you a, a, a tremendous a tremendous advantage. If you're looking for speaking opportunities, if you're looking for writing opportunities, if you want to get a meeting, you can use it. It is an incredible business card to hand someone and say, Hey, I wrote the book on this. They might not read it, but you're the person who wrote the book on it. It's top of mind awareness. So you build relationships. So number one is it's a way for you to write your, write your own ticket. Number two is it allows you to build relationships with the right people along the way from it. It might take you. Four months or it could take you four years, uh, but probably between four to ten months, give or take, to have your manuscript in a condition that you really want. You're busy, probably say six to twelve months, even it's not. Don't, don't, don't kill yourself to do it. But it can take you, if you're especially if you're writing it yourself, months to do it. That's a good thing because that gives you something. We remember we talk about networking. We talk, we I talk about having something to follow up. Always having easy, simple follow up. If you're meeting prospects, influencers, gatekeepers, and you're networking well, you're networking with impact, like we talked about in the last episode, you're going to be meeting these people. And an incredible way to follow up with someone is hey, I'm writing a book about this and we're putting things together. I'd love to ask you a couple of questions. And perhaps if you want, I can even include you in the book. Either, you know, I'll at least acknowledge you for, for, um, for helping me out. But if you want, I'd love to even mention you in the book as someone who's interested in this topic or someone who's an authority figure on this topic. So I'd love to. So how do you do it with prospects? You meet a prospect and say you're writing a book about real estate transactions and you're writing a book about real estate transactions for musicians or for recording companies or whatever it is. And you meet, you go to your networking events based on where you want to go. Remember, all this stuff is interrelated with the same filter, the PIG pig filter, the prospects. So you're at a networking event and you're meeting the prospects who you want to, uh, for the business you want to build, not what you have, what you want to build and you meet them. And that's the book you're writing too. Cause remember all of this is related. Hey, I'm writing a book about entertainment law or about whatever it is and i would love to get your ideas or get your um i'd love to get you ask you a couple of questions as someone who's in the industry about what you're excited about or what and what you're concerned about moving forward you might you mind if we grab coffee I'm, and i'd love to quote you in the book and or even highlight you in the book um what do you think of course, you're just offering them to be in a book. That a lot of people don't do that. Now, the entertainment industry maybe they do. But a lot but a lot of industries they don't. So, that's a great way to follow up and then like I said in the last episode, pull out your phones, make that appointment. So, you're building relationships there. Same thing with influencers. If it's a journalist or something like that, "Hey, have you written anything about this?" No. "You know, I'd love to you're active in this industry. I'd love to get to to talk with you about what you're hearing from people in the industry and if there's anyone who you can connect me with who might be a good interview for the book, I would love to, to meet. I would certainly appreciate that. And it would be a great way for you to reach out to them as, if they're a source for you, or if they're someone who's just added some value to you to give back some value to them, give them an opportunity to be in the book. It's a great win, win, win for all three of us. How about that? Of course, that would be great. You, you get them in the book, you get a new connection from them. And that is a referral. Referrals have a lower, um, a lower sort of barrier. Cause you, you, they, you, you get some of the, referring person's authority relationship with them. You sort of inherit some of their, uh, some of the relationship when someone refers you to. And then finally gatekeepers. If you are uh, talking about tax law and you are writing a book about tax law, you can go to CPAs, you can go to auditors, you can go to other people who sell and serve into your clientele a different type of service and ask them, hey, what are you seeing from the auditor's perspective? I'm writing a book, blah, 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 whatever. So same sort of pitch type of thing, but I'm writing a book. What are you seeing from this? And you're building relationships with these people. What does that do? That can get you more of that business even as you're building the book. Number two, it can get you relevant people to be your brand ambassadors when the book comes out. You can have a CPA who has 200 people that they're doing work for. Maybe 15 of them are ideal. Maybe all of them are ideal. Who knows? But you can, as you build the, build the book. You can even say, "Hey, you know, here comes the book. I'm going to send you a signed copy, whatever." And let if, if anyone that you know wants to buy some copies, um, I'm doing a pre-launch sale, or I'm doing a, a pre-sale package. If someone buys, you can buy ten for a hundred bucks instead of otherwise they'll be fifteen dollars each or something. They might buy books in bulk to get your to get money in. Now you're not going to get rich off of the book sales, but you can get rich off of your books being in enough people's hands that you get hired more and more and more, and not only rich money wise but talk about if that's where you want to transition your practice and you hate what you're doing now to fill up your schedule with ideal work that that is the real reward you can't measure that you'll make more money by having more clients perhaps perhaps if you get the more clients but you'll live a much better life and that is talk about a return on investment so you build the relationships you you have people who are going to post to facebook and post to twitter and say hey i'm featured in this book they'll probably just like remember when you were a kid and or if you're a parent and your kid's in the newspaper you run out and you buy three or four or five copies people are going to do that and your book's going to be floating because you're going to encourage people to do that and you're going to build relationships with these people and it's great follow-up and your networking game's going to go up so that's number two and number three so you have number one you have your building up An authority, you're sort of choosing your own adventure. Number two, you're building relationships and getting brand ambassadors and book ambassadors there. And number three, not just those two, but number three, you're building an enormous, so enormous content database along the way and when it comes out. So the way I like to build books is I start with the end in mind. I build up the content. We're building the content. We're not writing the book. We're building the book. And then as you go, you're going to be. You're going to be getting great social media content. You're going to be getting great blog content, and I don't just want you to write a blog, write you know, fifty blogs to turn into a book. But you'll be getting this content there, and so you will be active. You can use if you use my social media recommendation, Recur Post, AttorneyMarketingInstitute.com/slash Recur Post, R-E-C-U-R-P-O-S-T. If you look in the description here, that's my, that's one of the sponsors of the show here, so to speak. I'm an affiliate. Uh, There's, that's my affiliate link to head over there. It's what I use with a number of my online profiles and my clients. It, It allows you to put evergreen content that doesn't expire into a library and schedule it to go out once a day or twice a day, depending on how many you have, and then have it repeat because it doesn't expire. So you can have an active, relevant social account to where you want to go while you're building the book so you're building that authority online and people are starting to see you as you will be when you're done with the book along the way so you're not so you have your social content you can do the same thing with blogs you take little ideas there and expand on them for three four five six or 1200 words whatever you want to do so you're building your website up with the seo value of those keywords. So when people start searching for you or start searching for that topic, they can find you along the way. And then when you get that book, that's when you hammer everything home. So all of these things that I talk about, they work on multiple levels. I don't want you to just do one-off marketing. I want you to do things that are part of this, this filter, this, how can I become and Build better relationships become an authority in an area that I want to go into and what prospects influencers gatekeepers do I need to? connect with and build relationships with. Your book is amazing at doing that. It builds your authority, it builds your relationships, and it builds your social content, and it makes social media so much easier for you. We get hired to take people's books when they're done with it. If they have a book and they say, now I don't, I don't even know what to tweet. And we go through their book and we come up with hundreds of pieces of social media content, evergreen content, that they can, that, and then we just, use that as part of our our strategy and uh, social media management database for them, and all of a sudden, they start getting more engagement, they start getting more likes, they start having conversations, and it is so incredible. Now, if you do that along the way, you have such a head start. So when you're writing the book, you have that in mind. So, all right, so these are the three things. These are, this is why I believe, especially if you wanna transition your practice, I believe writing a book is the most effective way. Now, it can take a lot of time if you do it inefficiently. It can take a lot of time if you do it yourself, and that's fine, totally do it yourself. Um, But if you're going to do it yourself, here's how to make it more efficient. Number one, begin with the end in mind. That means we ask questions, we ask all of our clients four questions so we can decide how to build their book. So the four questions is number one, what do you want this book to do for you? This is the end. This is what do you want this book to do for you? this book for you be selfish, not some other book, not ideal book, not whatever it is, this book that you're going to write, what do you want to do it for you? Not what can a book do for a lawyer? What do you want your life in business to look like, say three years from now or two years from now? Do you want to transition your practice? Do you want more of what you want? Do you want to start your own firm? Do you want to leave one firm and go to another? Do you want to, are you a solo lawyer and you want to go back to a firm? What do you want this book to do for you? Here's an example. Now I'm going to use one that is really, really difficult and I haven't done this. So I don't want to say, I, I'm not claiming here that that we've done it, but if you're a solo lawyer and you just really want to get to a, a larger law firm, okay, it is r- incredibly difficult to do that. If you're just a solo running around, you get solo type clients that are used to paying solo type rates, and solo type clients might be smaller companies, and that's okay, Um, but they're not gonna pay $800 an hour to go to a large law firm. But if you want to go into a large law firm, you can write a book that positions you to connect with, even if you're getting smaller projects from larger companies who are more accustomed to paying the larger firm rates, having the book, perhaps can justify the higher rates for you. I'm the expert on this and I know I understand believe me a lot. All these attorney marketing rules apply. If you cannot say you're an expert, you do not say you're an expert. But my point is you're perceived as an authority in this. So you write a book about cross-border mergers and acquisitions. And it might sound weird to your current clients, but it won't sound weird to your to people who are looking to hire you. And then you go to companies or to perhaps you talk to gatekeepers who do that type of, say, for example, like a small business broker, or you go, or a smaller business broker, mid-sized business broker, or an investment banker or something like that, and you quote them, how can smaller companies, or how can mid-sized companies, or you just start working your way up, you know, talk about, you're interviewing them on what they're seeing in cross-border mergers and acquisitions and whatever, so you're a transactional lawyer, and you want to go into cross-border, you want to go to a large firm, that, and you love cross-border mergers transactions, or that fascinates you, or something like that, you find the right people to build your relationships along the way and then you're building relationships with them if there's a smaller company along the way you can start getting their business you start getting their work and you work your way up and in a few years you can transition your practice and perhaps get into if not a larger law firm a large law firm perhaps even a boutique you get into a boutique with 15 lawyers that is looking to grow and or be acquired by a larger law firm and you become part of that practice group so begin with the end in mind and be selfish. Invest in achieving what you want to achieve. Question number one, write that down. Don't miss that. Do that before you do anything else with writing a book. Number Then the next three questions are all about the reader because it really is important to connect with the reader. But number one, you wanna connect with the reader in a way that helps you get where you want to go because Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable, and you're going to make everyone miserable around you. So, now question number two: What do you want the reader to know at the end of the book? So, let's use our example of cross-border mergers and acquisitions. I have uh, I worked at an international manufacturing company. They did cross-border mergers and acquisitions. I was not heavily involved in them because I did everything else there. So I'm not. I don't want to reveal anything. There's nothing to do with anything I learned there. But let's just say uh, cross-border mergers and acquisitions. You want people to know that the currency that you buy in matters, the multiples, you know, look at different ways of multiplying uh, things, the ways to assign a multiplier to whatever they are doing, if it's uh, EBITDA or EBIT, or if it's you know, within the industry where they sell or some technology that they use or something like that, how to negotiate a price, how to frame a low ball price or how to uh, not low ball, but how to frame a lower price so that it, can lead to a different conversation, or if you're a seller, how to frame a different multiple off of a different number so that way it can lead to a higher conversation for a sale price. So all of these things you want people to know, how to maximize the price that you're getting if you're a seller, seller, how to uh, minimize the price that you're paying if you're a buyer, how to structure your company so that way you are uh, building Multiple assets in a legitimate way. For example, if you own real estate holdings and you own other um, other types of um, uh, if you uh, operations, then perhaps you separate everything out into different categories, and you're able to get a multiplier off the real estate and a multiplier off of this and multiplier off of that. Or um, how do you structure what you have from a uh, finance perspective so that way you can maximize your depreciation? Uh, from a tax perspective and then you're able to have higher earnings. So that way you have higher profits So that way you have higher multiple um, Or you have a higher price just because you're able to get higher profits from a structure perspective Now, I don't know if any of that is true I know some of that is somewhat true, but I don't know if any of that is true So but my point is what do you want the reader to know you want them to know how to get the highest price how to get the if they're selling how to get the lowest price if they're buying how to structure your company ahead of time if you're planning on selling so that way you can sell like for example do you want to follow uh the, do you want to follow the, the um dodd frank or Dodd frank if you want to follow the the reporting the um the same reporting as like a public company so that way you could sell make a transaction to a public company easier if your finances are all screwed up and they're not gap compliant or something like that then a public company might not look, for you, look at you because it's it's a more difficult transaction or something like that. Like whatever you want to put in there, what do you want them to know? Now, what do you want them to know to position you as someone who's knowledgeable in a way that they will want to engage with? That's question number two. What do you want them to know at the end of the book? Number two, how do you want them to feel at the end of the book? Do you want them to feel excited if uh, if you if you talk about how to maximize their price and or minimize the price they pay or how to, simple shifts in how they structure their business or how they uh, treat certain transactions can be both legitimate, important, and profitable for them, more profitable for them? That's excite exciting. Do you want them to be afraid if you're a if you're an investment advisor or if you do investment management or something like that and you want people to put all their money in some other type of investment account or alternative investments because, um, you know, the stock market or you want want people to go away from the stock market, maybe you want to show them why they should be scared of the stock market or you want to be excited about the stock market to not worry about it. So what feeling do you want to have? Do you want it to be excited, happy, nervous, scared, whatever it is, because that's the tone and that's sort of the pace that you're going to lead them through in the book. So write that down, number one what do you want the book to do for you? Number two, what do you want the reader to know at the end within that context? Number three, what do you want them to feel at the end of reading the book? Write that down. That's question number three. Question number four, what do you want them to do at the end? Now, this is very, very important. This loops everything back together. What do you want them to do? If you're writing a book about health, if you're writing a book about eating health, you might want people to do, go take a walk. You want them to do, drink more water, you want them to do exercise more, eat healthier, whatever it is. What do you want them to do at the end? Or it could be, you want them to hire you. Now, that doesn't mean you put a big sales pitch in there, but you have this in mind, does this position, you write that down, I want them to hire me, you could give them an offer in your book that says something to the effect. If you want a simple audit, most lawyers, or lo- contact your whatever lawyer, I'd be happy to talk with you about some of the things that you can start doing to position yourself for a sale, or to prepare yourself to attract financing if you're looking to grow and acquire other companies, or something like that. Or hey, you know, if you're talking in the book about, if you're in- introducing gatekeepers, you can make an offer at the end, you know, met a lot of people along the way. And we know a lot of people here, if you're looking to get financing or this or that, you know, reach out to me, I'd be happy to connect with you with some of the people here in the book and give you a warm introduction as, as a reader. Now that is different because they could always just look at the name and call themselves. But if you say, I'm happy to give you a warm introduction as a reader that does two things. Number one, it allows you to get them to call you first. It encourages them to get them to call you. And number two, it allows you to call that person and say, hey, I don't know this person personally, but they read my book and reached out to me and I wanted to get your attention. That person will answer your phone call. You now become the person who uh, gave them that information. And you know, you're know you you're not lending a lot of your credibility to it. They're just a reader who you engage with. and that person will remember you if there's a legal element to it to get you to do the legal work if that person wants to talk to them about their tax stuff or whatever. So, it is, so what do you want them to do? It is so important to, to ask yourself these four questions. What do you want the book to do for you? What do you want the reader to know? What do you want the reader to feel? Or how do you want the reader to feel? And then what do you want the reader to do at the end of the book? Once you have those four questions, it gets it so much simpler because that's a filter. Now, what do you want the book to do for you you have that prospects and influences gatekeepers you have all that in mind and the more you do this the simpler it's just part of your natural process when you start thinking about networking events when we start thinking about social media we start thinking about content and all that stuff this prospects influencers, gatekeepers this this goal mindedness that you will have this directional mind that you will have for your practice it'll all come second nature sometimes it sounds unnatural go through listen to the other episodes start at zero or one or two whatever you want whatever or pick and choose whatever it is and hear this theme throughout it'll become totally natural in the way that you talk so you have these four filters, then all you do is if is you take this in the back of your mind and then answer this question. My ideal prospect, now we're talking about prospects, my ideal prospect in order for, or for where I want to go, to do what I want them to do, and to know what I want them to know, and feel the way I want them to feel. If I could tell them 10 things and they will do absolutely everything. They don't ask follow up questions or anything like that. Just ten things, could be five, could be if could be twenty, whatever it is. But I suggest somewhere between seven and ten, maybe twelve things to do. One sentence or thing statements, not necessarily to do. But if I just told them ten things that they will believe about this topic, what would those ten things be? And that might be. Let's use the cross border acquisitions. Number one. Uh, if you want to buy or sell a company, it's important to prepare a year or two before so that way you can be in a position to maximize the value to you. Number two, if you are looking to buy a company overseas, it's important to make sure that you structure the currency provision in a way that allows you to take advantage of the lowest um, the lowest rate, exchange rate. Number three, um, if you are... If you have multiple classes of assets, the way you structure them can impact your ability to get financing or to get a higher multiple or whatever. Number four, just these simple statements that you just wanna make sure. Now those 10 statements, and I'm gonna use 10 for the purpose of just making this simpler. Those 10 statements, those will be your chapters. These are big statements, those will be your chapters. Then with the follow-up questions, that's where you write the content there. So if you have the average book, say, I want you to do a book between 30 and sixty thousand words. Maybe 40 to 50 is a good sweet spot these days for a nonfiction. It's thick enough. It's about 180, 90 pages, something like that. 200 pages maybe. If you if you're writing a law book, maybe you want to get to be about 210 pages because that psychological barrier of 200 makes it look and feel more bulky, right? So number um, so anyhow, so you got these 10 things. So number those these are your 10 first attempt chapters. Again. Anything you write, you're going to erase. So don't edit now. I just want you to put those 10 things down. Then for each of those, so we're going to talk about um, for each of those, I want you to do three to five bullet points, explaining your point or subtopic type of things. So for example, if you're talking about, you have different types of assets, the way you classify them can impact your ability to get financing or your profitability to get a higher uh, margin. So the first bullet point might be, You know, what are the benefits of restructuring your assets on papers? And that might be higher, blah, 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 Um, higher, higher profits for higher multiple higher profits for higher um, uh, collateral, whatever it is, your ability to separate classes. So you can only put the real estate for collateral Uh, if they're under a different LLC or a different company within your umbrella, you can only have that as the if you only need, you know, 200 million dollars worth of collateral you can not tie up different um different groups of um uh, different groups of assets with the pledge. So, whatever they are. So, three or four of them, remember. All this stuff I'm just speaking off the top of my head, so I don't know if any of this stuff is true, but my point is, you have the 10 blog, you have the 10 10 blocks. You have the 10 chapters then you have three to five points underneath each of those then you that's where you have you have 50 points by the time you're done with this you have 50 points and then all you need to do is take each of those and either do a two-minute video or write it down for each of them just write a couple paragraphs for there write 500 words for each and you got 25,000 words if you have 50 little points and you have 500 words for each of those 10 so now you have all these points for, so you have an introduction, 500 words, and then three to five things, 500 words each year, about 25,000 words. You do an introduction, you do a conclusion where you lead people towards the end, and then you have your book content and you just build it. You take one of those points every day or once a week. And if you do it even once a week, 500 to a thousand words, one or two bullet points once a week by the, at this time next year, you will have a manuscript ready to be edited into a book. Now that might seem like a long time, but it's really not a year goes this time last year We were all talking about our 2017 new year's resolutions This time last year a lot of people thought about writing a book And if they just did what I suggested they would have that manuscript in their hand ready to be edited and turned into a book so Keep it simple. I'd rather you take two years of regular 500 words a week than to just kick the can down the road for six months and then never do it. So that is how you build your book. So then you have your outline for your book and you, once you have your 50 points, you step back and you look through it again and say, does this make sense? Now you're looking at it just like you would in a corporate, uh, transactional document or in a brief, does this lead the reader on the journey to get them and me where I want them and me to be at the end of the book, informationally, emotionally, and through and uh, outcome, on an outcome basis. Use that brain, that analytical, that logic, that, that sort of reader journey type of brain to ask yourself those questions. Edit the outline to make sure you're happy with it, and then boom, just start writing. Then at the end, you get a cover designer, a layout designer, editor, and you self-publish it. If you have any questions along the way, reach out, Nick, at Attorney Marketing Institute. You don't have to come through my authority ghostwriting. You can, if you go to authorityghostwriting.com. Check it out if you want help doing it. We're a little bit booked up right now. We are booking out a few months. We are at completely at capacity for bookwork. But if you talk with me, um, we are now, it, it's, it's a good thing for lawyers too, because you some of this stuff, you need to know where you want to go, and it takes a little time to do it. But If you want to get on my calendar, email me, Nick at Institute.com. I'll talk with you about your specific situation and how you can use a book. And while you're doing it, you're going to be pulling... This, this tweets and the all these 50 points, these can be tweets because they're just statements that are helpful statements to the, for, to the pigs, to the P, the prospect influences gatekeepers. You can have just these 50 points. You can schedule it out. And if you're doing one po- post a day for five days a week during the weekday, if you've got no Twitter stuff now or anything like that, you just want to have your weekdays active, you have 50 points. That's two months worth of content posting once a day. You just post those things out. And don't worry, because believe me, not a lot of people will see them. I don't care how many followers you have. You could have 10,000 followers. Not a lot of people will see them. Five to 10% tops will see them. Believe, and it's a different audience between Twitter and the people who read the book. And by the time the book comes out, it's going to be new and it's going to be expanded and you're going to write about it. So just this process can get you two months worth of Twitter. And if you're recording two minute videos and having someone else do the work to write it out, to you know, w- take that video to a book and you turn your video on and you have a suit on or you have a, the whatever it is that is the look that leads you towards where you want to go, then you can use those videos too for social content. And don't be afraid to use it now. And so you build your library and recur post, you build your social content, you can take some of these posts, each one of those bullet points, when you start sketching it out, the first draft that you sketch out can be a blog post. And then you can take those and then you're, and as you're building the content, as you're revising it, it's all going to change, but you're building that throughout. So I want you to think, I really, if you've ever dreamed of or wanted to write a book and you wanted to do it and become an authority, I want to, I want you to make this the time where you plan the, I don't, the number one thing people do wrong with books is they fail to plan when you fail to plan you open up a word document you just start typing and you get all excited and by the time you get to page two you've run out of things to say because you didn't plan you just wrote and but when you plan when you sit down and instead of trying to just write a book you just write 10 things all i want you to do is write 10 things those 10 things are going to turn into your book you might even scrap some of those 10 along the way when you're doing research and interviews. say oh i didn't think of that but that's okay get started get going and then you edit at the end just get started so that's it that's all i want you to do we'll talk a little bit more about marketing and stuff like that with with the books but this book idea is transformational so if you've ever dreamed of or thought of writing a book to build your authority i want you to get started 10 things that's it just write those 10 things down do that today do that when you get home just write just answer those four questions and if that's all you you got meant in your uh, for capacity emotional capacity or energy or whatever. Just do those four questions. And then tomorrow, 10 things you wish they would know. 10 things you wish they would know. And then after that, just take one up, take one at a time and add three to five bullet points. And that's it. So over the next two weeks, you can have your entire book outline to take you where you want to go. Come on. How cool is that? All right. So that's it. And listen, join me. Go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com com slash academy use the code podcast save yourself 250 bucks a month and i'm going to put more book i'm going to put lots of tutorials and stuff like that there's an entire course i'm building out on this whole book topic to help you through each of these things including how to position it, how to market it if you want to get um to talk about writing a book with me i do have some connections with traditional publishing to get you in bookstores uh we can pitch it to them can't guarantee it but they love working with my agency and i love working with them so we can talk about that so reach out to me if you want to be not just a self-published author which is nothing wrong with that it's awesome it's it's quick it is um, impactful if it's done professionally Uh, but being a traditional author Traditionally published author has a lot of advantages to it as well disadvantages too. it takes a little longer to get into bookstores But if you're self-published you're not gonna be in bookstores anyhow anyhow So I could talk I could talk for hours on this So I promise you I won't I usually like to stop around 35 40 minutes and that's where we're at right now so I'm gonna Close it up there, join me at the Academy, and listen up, in a couple of weeks, I have a really fun interview. I'm gonna talk not just about marketing, but about find about some of the self-care issues that a lot of lawyers don't do. Now, I don't have interviews, I haven't had interviews yet, but I'm gonna start doing a couple interviews from time to time, because remember, marketing is about building the life you want, and your business is only part of it. So if you're building a business, just getting more, 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 that's okay until it starts taking from things that are really important. If you're miserable with a whole lot of money, then it's not, then what's the point, right? So be on the lookout for that. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about all this stuff, but I'm excited about that too, because it's something I didn't do enough of. I'm doing more of it now, and I'm excited to bring you some experts in different areas that I could use some help with too, even now that I'm not practicing law. So that's it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys hanging with me. Write that book. Come on, you can do it. See you next time.